Hey, hey, peacemakers, this is The Soul Coach, and you're tuned into Peace of Mind with The Soul Coach podcast. This is your one-stop shop for life lessons and entrepreneurship, finance, military life, school, self-care, and all things that matter. Myself and guests will share our experiences to show you that there isn't a right or wrong path for life. So grab your life by its hand because we're going on the road to contentment. Hashtag keep smiling. Hey, you guys, I want to tell you about someone who is just like the most selfless and hardworking person that I know um, as far as a black woman entrepreneur in this day and age um, within the millennial generation. Her name is Ayana Gunn. Ayana Gunn is also professionally known as Georgia Doll. She is a multifaceted serial entrepreneur with the capability of amplifying the visions of others. Born in Atlanta, Georgia and raised in Savannah, Georgia, Ayana knew early on that her path would include educating people on how to be, how to succeed. She has worked in various industries such as nonprofit organizations, radio, podcast engineering, record labels, corporate banks, law firms, tech startups, and more, offering both her enterprise and vision. Ayana is a graduate of Clark Atlanta, where she studied mass media, arts, um, and majored in radio, television, and film. She's held multiple leadership positions and two online radio shows while matriculating through school. During her time in college and after graduating, she worked with and interviewed many celebrities and notable individuals. Fast forward to today, Ayana is the owner and lead esthetician of Sunflower Skin Bar, a local day spa in Savannah, Georgia, with Savannah Wellness Lounge, which houses multiple wellnesses, wellness businesses under one roof. All Ayana's, all Ayana's previous experiences have prepared her for her current path and all that is to come. I hope you enjoy this interview with Ayana Gunn, one of my new soul sisters, and definitely check out her businesses. Um, definitely check out her YouTube channel and send good love and positive vibes to her. Now sit back, relax, and listen into the interview. Who is Ayana Gunn and what is Georgia Media Agency? So Ayana Gunn is a trailblazer. Ayana Gunn is like this super, super like creative individual whose brain never stops like thinking and creating, whether it be for myself or someone else. Um, but I'm a super personable person. Um, I feel everything, if that makes sense. But overall, Ayana Gunn is just um, this extraordinary person that, you know, just loves to just be in the present and just create and expound on anything I can. 
Um, as far as my agency, Georgia Media Agency overall is in um, a hub for entertainers, business owners, professionals, anyone with a vision who just needs that assistance just to, you know, push it further. Um, perfect example, if you came to me and said, hey, I want to have an event and I don't know where to go, how to do it we pretty much put the engine in whatever you have going and we really just push it and help any and everyone just to continue you know to bring life into everything that they envision so that's ayana gun and then that's georgia media agency okay definitely love what the agency stands for and it's just like one-stop shop you can go there get knowledge and definitely allow you to play the creative um, director in assisting with getting that goal achieved. Absolutely. That's that's the best way to put it. That's the honest best way to put it. Okay. So if you had to describe yourself in three words, what would you use? Um, to describe myself in three words, I would say... Um, I would say unorthodox at first. That's the first thing that comes to mind because a lot of people, um, they always say like, oh, I don't want to offend you by doing this or, you know, I don't know if you do that. And I'm like, I actually do that a lot. And they're like very much surprised. So I would say unorthodox. You never really know what you'll get. Um, another thing I would say is um, I am creative, like I already said before. And then the third one would be I am, I'm a lover. Like, I am a lover for sure. Okay. Okay, so describe to everyone how your life was growing up and how did your early childhood shape you into being the woman that you are today? So my childhood um, was really different. Um and what I mean by different was I don't have like, you know, how some people may have only one house they lived in their entire life and then they moved off to college or they only went yeah. to one school. That was not my life at all. Like I was born in Atlanta. A lot of people don't know that I was born in Atlanta. Um, I'm from Savannah, however, but even within Savannah, I've lived in different like counties like Richmond Hill, Riceboro, um, Hinesville, everything. So my life. It was never boring. It was just always like something to do. You know, I danced growing up. I've been to the White House, like performing. So my life as a youngster really shaped me who I am now. Like, I feel like I have a really adventurous mindset because my life and my childhood was that way. Um, and I forget the second part of your question. Forgive me. What was your um, second part of your question? Um, how did your early childhood shape you up to being one? So you basically tied it in. If you want to add anything else, you can add it in. Oh, yeah. So my childhood just really allowed me to realize that I don't have to do just uh, a one one thing. I don't have to be in one lane. I can whatever I've noticed and I learned about myself as time progresses that um, I have multiple things that I'm passionate about and that I'm talented in doing. So I don't want to be a one trick pony, um, if you will. So I just always hone in on whatever feels the best at that time. And ultimately, that's kind of shaped who I am as a person, as a professional, as a friend um, and everything. My childhood is, you know, top notch. Like, honestly, I'm happy that my life went the way it did because I wouldn't be where I am today had it not been, you know, for my childhood. Okay, that's great. And especially since you were exposed to so many different things, 
you have so many different plans and options that you can be faced with and right try all of them and whatever outcome is the outcome of that particular plan you chose then you're able to basically be content with it and right mm-hmm. just being exposed to other things um just allows you to be like you said unorthodox and not always just having this one track mind of how you can approach something right that's that's super true and like ultimately for me like you said like just having different options and stuff like that um but ultimately for me i would say that i'm content because no matter what decision i make is the right decision okay yes yeah, so how was your plan for career or one career growing up um were asked what did you want to be what you grew when you grow up um like did you have one specific thing you stuck to or was it multiple things that you end up um, collecting over time until up until this point? Yeah, so um, growing up, I I want to say, I would just say give or take, maybe like elementary school, I had like this viewpoint of, oh, you know, the standard, you know how people come to your school and they tell you the main things that you should be is like a teacher or work at a bank or a firefighter, they have career day and it'd be really, really like, standard things right it was nothing out of the norm that no one really came in as the entrepreneurs and if they were they were super super successful where they maybe had like multiple gas stations or they owned multiple hotels but it was never someone on the lower level so growing up i i want to say i would say i would be a teacher um growing up which in one way or the other i am you know i am a teacher um so i think that that that's beautiful in how you know when you Fan your mind, it really, you're doing what you said you would do, but just not the way that you envisioned it or the society told you that you would do it. Um, but another thing that I always would say, and this was really because I had a lot of older cousins and siblings and stuff, um, I wanted to be a paleontologist. And for those yeah. who don't know, a paleontologist classifies and finds fossils and pretty much says like, okay, this used to be this type of animal or this animal dates back to X, Y, and Z years. So just classifying different bones and fossils and all kinds of stuff. But that was never really what I really truly wanted to be. I just noticed that I was impressionable, especially for older like adults. They would be like, oh, what do you want to do? And if I say a paleontologist, that's a conversation starter, you Mm. know, like just to kind of like mess with people and just kind of see. Sometimes I would tell someone something just to see how they would view me or treat me and things like that. So paleontologist was always a conversational starter. Um, but as time progressed, I wanted to go to school to become um, an attorney, which I'm still want to do, but I wanted to focus more on the criminal side. Now I want to focus more on the entertainment side. So okay. that's just a gist of my career path. <laughs> that is very different, especially with the paleontologist. I don't think I know anybody who is actually in that career field at all. So right. the first. <laughs> right I know I don't even think I know anybody either but yeah that was just what my cousin one of my cousins like she's really really big into stuff like that and I looked up to her so much like, you know what I'm gonna say what she said because it sounds good <laughs> that is very funny did anybody ever like try to backtrack and ask you like about it like after you spoke to them about it or did you like oh like I'm not really a paleontologist I just wanted to see what you were gonna say 
Mm, not necessarily. Like I used to say that when I was in like maybe sixth grade, fifth grade, oh, or okay. somewhere around that time. Nothing, nothing like me being an adult or like high school. It was really like on my younger years. So no one has ever been like, you know, you did say you were going to be a paleontologist. What happened with that? And I think especially the reason why people um, don't ask me like, oh, you know, you said you were going to do this. Why are you doing that? Because I feel as though people can tell when I really do love to do what I do. Yeah. Um, you can tell when someone doesn't care for what they're doing, but you can really tell when someone loves like they eat sleep breathe and really do love what they do and that's me so most times when people meet me they know like this is this is her lane this is what she's doing and they respect it and they honor it so that's the that's the best way I can put that yes I can definitely tell that especially from interactions with other people and your name is brought up it definitely is like yeah, this when you come there, come correct. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. I respect that. But I also don't want people to feel like I'm super, super like businessy, if that's a word. Like I don't I I've noticed like that's why I said I'm unorthodox because I respect the fact that I have a good report with people. You know, some people, of course, they may feel how they feel. But for the mm -hmm. most part, like I hear a lot of good reports about me, which makes me feel like I'm doing my job, you know, because I always want to leave a lasting and positive impression. But, you know, I also want people to know, like, I'm fun. Like, I have fun all the time. It's not always business with me. Um, so I'm learning how to show more of my personal side to things because, it attracts more people who are like-minded and people won't assume I'm just this cookie cutter way. Cause I don't think anybody, you know, I don't think anybody is like that. Yeah. And I told you when we did the test call that I was like pretty hesitant with coming to you because I know like a lot of people respect you as far as with the business aspect of it. And they know that you're thorough and it's like, I don't know. That's why I was pretty hesitant with reaching out to you initially when people were like, oh, you can go ahead and you should you should listen to um, Ayana, some of her things that she has on um, YouTube interviews she's done with um, her clients and um, definitely reach out to her to do an interview on her. And so, mm -hmm. like I said, I was a little bit taken back because I was like, okay, I know that she's one of those people who is very well known um, for her work and for her personality and just being within the community. So yeah. let me get all my ducks in a row and then go to her. I respect that. And that's and I think that's what I told you last time. I was like, honestly, like, I respect that you did that because I'm super, super, super down to earth. Like, I really want people to, like, know I am, I'm cool. Like, outside of this conversation, like, if we were homegirls, I'd be like, girls, you want to get a drink after this? Like, that's <laughs> who I am. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm appreciative and I respect that because that tells me that I'm doing something right as far as just being thorough, you know, reaching out to people and having all my ducks in a row so that when I am approached, I want the same respect given. And it, it just speaks volumes on, you know, who I am and how I set the precedent but just you know that balance you know you don't want to be too too professional to a point where you know you missed out on a friendship or you know you don't want to be too calm girl with someone that you miss out
business. So I just always try mm-hmm. to figure out what that looks like. So I definitely appreciate you for saying that because a lot of people, even myself, I, I battle with that. Like, oh, I don't want to contact her because I feel like this person is at this level and I'm not there yet. And I don't have the authority to, you know, be in that world. I, I, I'll be honest and I'll say that. And I think that we have to do a better job of just fighting past that and just doing whatever it is that we set out to do. If God put that vision on our heart, figure out how to, you know, go and expound upon that. So that's what I'm working on, on a personal level. Yes. And I think that since you have certain boundaries that are set, maybe it's not a bad thing that you have those boundaries set, but people already know that, okay, this is what she's not going to accept. This is what she don't have felt. So if you come to her, just make sure that you're abiding by those type of boundaries that she has in place and I guess it's just really just being in a position that you know that a person who is an entrepreneur at that time is basically their money and yes, going away yes. time. so that's why having the ducks in a row questions answered blah 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 do this and that beforehand is definitely something that um has to be done when interacting with other people who are similar to you um, and me. Right. And I want to say something before we um, move on to the next topic or the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I really, really want to say is more so I have people that contact me who have no idea, you know, that I don't do radio anymore or people who may have learned my, who I am, you know, maybe years ago and they come back around now and they're reaching out. And for example, one person, they sent me a message and they were like, hey, I have a new project out, you know, go type in this on whatever streaming platform you prefer and, you know, click on this and look at that and you'll be able to see my picture and my music. And I'm just like, first of all, like, why would you just send a link, you know, like send yeah. <laughs> a link tree of everything everything so let's say the person only uses spotify or they only have um title or they only have apple you know music you have everything literally packaged and and signed still delivered for them it's easier for you and that consumer because you don't want walmart to send you an email and say hey go to the third aisle at this time and this like it's like it's too much like help people help you and so i responded to the person usually you know most of my counterparts and people who i work with on the level of just like industry stuff they would never even open that message so i'm not that person i'm going to open a message i'm going to respond to a dm you know any way i can support or help and so i responded and i was like hey um can you send me the link to the actual you know project itself and they responded and say what do you, what streaming device do you listen to i said i listen to apple music and they turned around and still said okay well, what you're going to do is you're going to type in this on your app and you're going to and so it's going to look like that and i was like you just missed it like i'm trying to help you help me and you putting me through all these extra hurdles that is unnecessary and it's not working so sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board and really figure out how can i approach someone and make it worth our time but me on the other end i'm working with people too like hey let's condense this let's simplify this and make it work for you so when i I say all that to say that sometimes when you reach out to someone you may not know how to reach out to them you may not know how to communicate with them but just be vulnerable and say that like hey you know i don't know if this to contact you so i apologize in advance however this is something i wanted to present to you please send me the best email that works for you you know like just 
being mm-hmm. honest with people and saying, hey, I'm trying to show you I don't know exactly your boundaries, but I want to respect whatever those things may be. So that person will turn and give you those particular boundaries so that both of y'all know how to maneuver through this conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's a healthy way for us to, to as business owners, especially women, because it's really a woman thing, not trying to be funny, it's a woman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, really just trying to maneuver through because everyone is different and there's nothing wrong with everyone being different, but just knowing how to respect everybody in their own lane. Because some people can be really, really anal about the simple stuff, but you still want to work with this person. So it's like, let me let me dance your way that you dance. And I'm going to go over here and dance the way that this person dance. And it doesn't affect me in any, any way. It's just, I know how to maneuver and move because I set the precedent and let you know that I'm, I'm, I'm respecting your boundaries. Yes, I definitely can agree with that, especially with knowing that I contact people a lot for podcast interviews. And yeah. in the past, I've reached out to this one individual, it was a male, and he was basically like challenging me for how I approached him and was like, oh, you need to structure your sentence like this and blah, 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 blah. Gave me the runaround about me saying, I would love to um, to interview you on my podcast. And he was just like being very anal. And I said, yeah, I have to have some cookie cutter type of approach for everybody and then go into, okay, this and is- And fine tune in. Yes. Because yeah. That situations like that make you uncomfortable and make you step back. Like, okay, do I want to keep yeah. knowing that people may- reach back out to me and it may not be something that I want to hear so I definitely had to go to the drawing board too and that's nothing wrong with that sometimes like businesses that we love to go to and support all the time they go to the drawing board almost every every week every day figuring out how do we do this how do we sharpen this how do we because times are changing some people are okay with you just sending a hey yo what's up not saying that that's what you did or do Mm -hmm. but some people are okay with that other people want you to really present it to them and lay it out because that's where they are in their in their career and they have nothing but those type of conversations so in order for you know it to be something that makes sense you know, we have to set the table, you know, we got to, we got to swing hard the first time for certain people or all the time. Um, So just business owner to business owner on a level of confidence, I understand exactly how you feel about, you know, reaching out to people and feeling shot down sometimes, but never, ever give up. Always go back to the drawing board, pre-read, you know, your sentences as if you are, I tell myself all the time, if I'm going to reach out to Beyonce, let me make sure that I'm all the way with it and I always envision myself like imagine me reaching out to uh Oprah or imagine myself sending an email to Beyonce or Jay-Z or whoever it is that I really really feel like has graduated to that level and when you have that approach at all times you are never going to fail ever you know I know this is turning into like bible study and stuff but you know (laughs) I think that that was really important for me to share that with you because I get in my head a lot about just the the first step and it's like you have so many other steps that you have to take after that don't get caught up on this first step because most times or not you're not even gonna take that first step because you're so afraid you know so that's just that's just food for thought um but i'm i'm back in the i'm back in the passenger seat i'm listening i'm I'm (laughs) next i'm ready for the next question (laughs) oh no it's fine it definitely whatever is on your heart really dive deep into do it it's no reason 
it's not to sit up here and not do it, especially if that's something that you feel needs to be addressed, especially within this day and time with right. business evolving, everything becoming electro electric um electronic and digital is definitely um a reason to brush up on your skills when communicating mm-hmm. with you. I definitely, definitely. So, did you ever experience any moments in your early life that prepared you for entrepreneurship um, that you didn't know was actually preparing you for entrepreneurship? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I have to give all my kudos to my mom. My mom is honestly a superhero, superwoman, super everything. Like, she's just out of this world. Um, I remember, I don't even know when this was in my life, but I was super, super young. My mom was very in, um, very involved in the community, very involved in, um, you know, being an entrepreneur. And so, you know, you have kids, you got to bring them to certain meetings sometimes. You got to take them to where you are. And for me and my sister, you know, we made the best of it. Sometimes we didn't want to be there, but we made the best of it. So I will always t- ask her, give me a few pieces of paper, a pen, and I'm good. <laughs> I'm writing stuff down. I'm taking notes. I'm I'm planning things out. I'm just being that person. So, you know, hearing my mom, you know, speak a certain way, you know, handle herself a certain way and treat people a certain way, it definitely 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 has helped really really allow me to know how to move in this world as you know not even a a, a business professional or an entrepreneur but just a woman in general like you know you never know who you're around you never know who you come in contact with just because you're elevated at certain points the people who are around you who you may quote unquote feel are beneath you they may they, they it's like life is an elevator right so that person may expand or excel to a certain level and they're going to tell you stories about how they remember you you looked out for them or you gave them this or you didn't even know that you know that five dollars you gave them was the only money they had for that week you know it's certain things Mm -hmm. that my mom has been able to experience and things have to have come full circle but she's always remained graceful she's always remained you know a hard diligent worker so those are things that I have that have been instilled in me you know as a young young girl and I sometimes just smile and laugh because people like you know you acting like your mom right now and I and I love it because she set the tone times a million like I give her all the kudos for sure I love that because people don't really think about how little kids taking so much that you Mm -hmm. can say and imagine if you're doing all the positive things around them and you wonder why they're like your little mini me and that's what she called me too (laughs) (laughs) but you look just like your mama (laughs) everyone says that I see it now but I'm like y'all no I don't shut (laughs) up Girl, that's that so funny. Mom reincarnated. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that all the time. But yeah, that's super, it's super beautiful. Like when you do have that reference point, because now in my life more than ever, people are literally telling me like, you know, I love the relationship that you have with your mom. You know, I wish I had that relationship or, you know, I don't know how to be an entrepreneur. I really give y'all kudos because, you know, I don't know what I would do. Like, you know, because the type of businesses that I run, 
you have to earn every dollar, like every mm-hmm. dollar. I, there's not anything that I take for granted because any per- person that comes through these doors, you know, be, being that I, I own a spa now, or, you know, when I had, you know, full-fledged, you know, creative mode in my agency, anybody who came to me and wanted to, you know, invest in whatever it was, you know, I was doing, I always was super grateful. You know, I never treated anybody, or at least I never intended to treat anyone like they're just a number. And my mom taught me that, like, you don't treat people like it's a money grab. You treat people with, with care because you don't want it to just be one sale. You want it to be a reoccurring sale. So yeah. you have to really own own up to what you say your policies are, own up. And my mom has always taught me bad, you know, all money and good money. She will refund you like it's nobody's business, how quick she will refund you, you know, if you're not satisfied or if it comes with extra, you know, you know how some people can be yeah. super, super uptight. My mom taught me a long time ago, like, listen, it's not worth the stress. If this person, you could have done work with them for six months and you can give them every dollar they ever paid you and just because it's not worth it. And like, I do not tolerate any type of disrespect. If you come in to me in a way where you're not respecting me as I respect you, we're not working together. That, that's a breach of contract in my eyes. So she mm-hmm. taught me a lot about how to stand my ground, respect myself and others. And don't be afraid to ask for your money, ever. Oh yeah, ever. That, that's a whole nother topic for yeah, a whole that nother was just episode. Circle <laughs> question that want to jump out at me, but I'm gonna keep moving and definitely say that. Moving the <laughs> okay, so were you always outgoing in school, and or did you um, blossom into a social butterfly as an adult? Well, my early years, um, I I remember being really quiet. I remember being really, really just like going with the flow. Um, and I think that's because I was in so many different environments. Like my mom, um, sometimes you don't realize what your parents are doing until you get older and you're like, oh my God, thank you. You know, like I, I would live on the east side of Savannah, but I would go to school in Richmond Hill, you know, predominantly white schools. And I was like, why, you know, why I can't go to school Gotta with my friends? Early to go to yes, like, literally waking up at like five in the morning getting ready my grandma's making blueberry muffins i'm getting a ride from my auntie she's taking us to school getting picked up and i'm like i hang with people outside that look like me but i go to school people that don't look like me and i didn't really understand why but i then realized that these are the schools that have you know a better education i learned how to balance a checkbook in the fourth grade you know going to richmond hill um upper elementary school so you know being in school initially i was just trying to adapt to what i was around because like i said it was so many different places that my mom had moved you know just being a single parent you know it is hard you know, I don't know what that looks like as far as me, but I just know, like, based off of her experiences as a woman, just matriculating through motherhood, I can tell that it was very challenging, but she still was very much intentional. So, um, you know, I was quiet a lot. And then as time progressed, I was that social butterfly. Um, sometimes it was a coping mechanism because I felt like I had to fit in because people would judge me or they would put me in this box. Um, not to get too deep, but I'm a dark skinned, you know, little girl in these schools. I don't look like my classmates. You know, I experienced racism early. I was in Montessori school. What well, people who may not know a Montessori school is just before you go to actual K through 12, like that's like mm-hmm. preschool pretty much. And 
I remember there was a, a white boy who we were playing in the playground and we had like pine cones and stuff and we were just playing with the pine cones in the sandbox and he just poured sand all over my hair and he would just call me all kinds of stuff and that was when I first realized that like I, I'm different you know my classmates and I we don't look alike we don't have the same background you know y'all go home to a six house you know a six story house or a three story house and six plus rooms y'all have a laundry shoot in your bathroom where your laundry goes right into the laundry bin in the in the den you know it's just like i didn't have those experiences so i think that i had to figure out how to stand out and so i would be that class clown um i would be that person that stood out whether it be good or bad and that shaped my who i am now because it allows me to know when i'm doing something out of fear and when i'm doing something authentically um but people have always you know been driven to me in my personality like i've never ever ever had a challenge finding friends or having friends um i think my challenge is now that i'm older is i've had so many different friends over the course of my life that it's like who is my real friend you know what i'm saying like if you went to first grade in in richmond hill then you did second grade in east savannah then you went to Georgetown Elementary on the south side and fifth grade. And then every year you change in schools, you got all these people that you know, but it's like, who really knows you? And I think that now I'm in the space where I'm like, okay, let me unlearn and relearn. The people who are considered friends, a lot of them are no longer around, unfortunately. But then again, it's like, it is fortunate, you know, because I'm able to see people for who they are and I'm embracing people and I'm not looking at it like, oh, we've been friends for 10 plus years. I'm looking at it like, are you someone who sees me? Are you someone who knows me and respects me, you know? And so friendship wise, being a social butterfly, you know, it had its perks, but I feel like it also attracted a lot of nonsense at the same time. Yeah. So now that I'm able to kind of quiet the noise, I'm able to kind of see things and people for who they are. And I'm able to see myself for who I am and really, really dissect what that is and what that looks like. So I pray I answered your question. I feel like I just went yeah. totally left with it. <laughs> no, but I can definitely um, relate to that because um, one, I went to, I think, about 10 different schools in my whole life. And then mm-hmm. um, I also went to Catholic school in Jacksonville, two different uh, Catholic school. One was all black and the other one was um, all white. And I was one of three black people who went to um that school and so like in the elementary school portion um yeah i think it was like me student um but i was the same way um really didn't have that many people around me and up until we moved back to savannah from jacksonville and i Mm -hmm. went schooled that's when i was like oh this was it's like to be like around a lot of black people and And it shifts you so much yes it does so i can definitely relate on that level as well and just being in a position where you have like with me military and me having friends from savannah and here and having friends from jacksonville i'm like the same way right now i really don't know who my true and authentic friends are and like you said learning and relearning unlearning and relearning certain things that you've been taught and that you think that is true at first but you're like nah I um, there's something don't seem right the odds not against me all the time 
Yes, girl. We're gonna have to have another session, another talk, <laughs> another something because like I, I resonate with that so much and it, it really for me, I'm I'm I love friendship. Like friendship for me is family because that's who I feel like is like aligned with me. Like, you know, you have people who you can't help, they're your family. You there's nothing that you can undo, that's family. But friends, that feel like that's someone who at some point in your life came away, come came around and y'all aligned, whether it be, you know, this is someone who I've had a friend who we literally became best friends because the first time we ever, ever spoke, she said to me, if we have any time of group project or we have to have a partner i'm gonna be your partner and i was like okay and we <laughs> created a friendship based off of that she initiated that friendship and you know me and that person we are no longer friends but i i wish the best for her i have no hate at all in my heart for anybody but it was just like okay these are friendships that I am the person where if I'm having an event, you know, whether I'm having a showcase, yes, I always have showcases and stuff like that in Savannah, in Atlanta. Um, they're the people that's working the door. They're the people that's, you know, my biggest cheerleaders. And I think for me, I was so invested in just like, let's get this, this job done. Y'all the closest people to me. I trust y'all the most, you know. I feel like sometimes I had to realize that I am utilizing my friends in business and that's not their acumen. And it may take a toll on them and I had no knowledge. So now I, I check in with my friends. Hey, did I, did I offend you when I said this? Or, hey, how do you feel about that? Do you really want to go this place? You know, we don't have to. Like, I'm being more intentional with my conversations with my friends because I'm learning everyone has different, you know, things that make up who they are. Some people are not combative. Other people, they don't know how to stand up for themselves. One person may go with the flow and really never, ever check in with themselves to see if this that they like to do so you know when it comes to friendship and business alike i am just more intentional with my you know what i say what i do you know what i you know expect of people because i know what i want but i'm learning that some people have no idea what they want and ultimately when you want to work in business and work with friends you have to have those tough conversations because some people are not strong enough to stand up to you or express themselves to you. So I've learned that I had to do a lot of the twists and turns and having those hard conversations with people because they're not initiating them with me. So that, I mean, that's the challenge within itself too, business and friendship wise. Yes, a lot of people that feel that they have to have the same friends, the same job, the same lifestyle, their whole mm -hmm. life that is just written in the, in the clouds for them. And they're afraid of change or they've never been challenged to change. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when you challenge them to that change, they're like, oh, shoot, like, what I'm supposed to do? Like, I'm going to just put mm -hmm. my guard up because, no, I don't. Yep. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> and yeah. then when you try to include them in something that you're doing and your dream, sometimes they may put up that fight and sometimes they're not putting up the fight that you would expect them to uphold your dream. So, yes, that definitely is a conversation to be had. Um, yeah, girl. <laughs> about friends and business and how to distinguish the two and not allow the friendships and the relationships to go to the, the wayside over things that can definitely um, have boundaries put in place. And redefining the relationship because... Just like romantic relationships, friendships are the same way. You have to redefine the relationship like, hey, 
I'm at a point in my life where I do not like these type of things. And if this friendship continues to go on that type of way, producing this type of results that I don't like, then, hey, I'm just going to get rid of it. I mean, it's no hard feelings, but I have to make room for things that I want in my life and the things yeah. that I desire. Yeah, you have to you have to take up space and you have to free up space and you have to have a balance. You know, you can't go, you know, to you can't you can't receive a blessing with your hands full. You have to literally have capacity. Um, and that's really ultimately what I'm doing in life and especially especially in business. I'm cleaning space for what is what is designed and, and made especially for me. So that's that's a fulfilling way to look at things. And that's just the part, like how we said, unlearning and relearning. The old me wouldn't have understood a lot of things that I'm going through at this current moment. Um, I had to, like the universe literally shifted me to have a certain perspective and to change my thoughts and, you know, to really, really be obedient to whatever the universe is going to give to me, whether it be good, whether I classify it as good or classify it as bad or indifferent. Like you have to shift your mind you for everything, for business to go well, um, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry to keep on mentioning Beyonce. I love her. If y'all haven't noticed by <laughs> now, I love her. You like, and she's a great model to look at, especially in business. But she was not the she's not the same person she is today that she was 20 years ago, and that's for a reason. You have to elevate your thought and your your way of thinking, and the people that you have with you literally shape your future. You know, like if you have people around you who really don't see it happening for you, then you know when you start telling them new things. They're going to tell you, you can't do it. They're going to tell you, oh, I don't see that happening for you. So you have to be mindful of who you have around you um, and how you think about things in general. Your your way of thinking, it says a lot about where you are in your life and where you will be. Yes. So what were your plans after high school initially? And how did that change after graduation? Girl, life be happening. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so college, excuse me, high school, I'm going to just tell you this because I think it's really, really good for people to know and understand me a little better. So I got left back in middle school. It wasn't because of my grades. It's because I was bad as hell. I don't know if I can curse, but I was bad yeah. as hell. Um, <laughs> I was you so were, bad to the point. Oh What'd you say? You were bad? I can't. Girl. See, and that, that just lets you know that that's growth because I was bad, girl. Like, anybody who really, really, really knows me, they could tell you some stories. Like, I, I, I started a riot in middle school. I almost got expelled. <laughs> yeah, I was bad. And, I, and, and I'm still trying to figure out why was I so bad? Like, why, why, why? And I think it honestly was because I didn't have a, the attention that I thought I needed to have. You know, my mom is 63 years old. I'm 26. That's a huge difference in age. She had me when I think she was like 37. When it comes to build, like building that relationship with mother and daughter, there was a huge disconnect because all my friends' moms was 20 years older than them, 15 years older than them. So I'm just like, my mom is double that, and I don't understand her, and she doesn't understand me. So I would lash out. I was really, really bad. So ultimately, got left back in middle school. Um, at the time, she literally forced teachers to change our grades. People who she wanted to pass that was failing, she told teachers to do that. People who was passing but wanted them to get left back. She forced the teachers to do that. And I was one of the people who got left back. So I did four years of middle school, three years of high school. So I ended up getting skipped back into my correct grade my senior year of high school. So I went from my freshman year to my sophomore, and then I went to senior. I never had a junior year. So if you think about PSAT, SAT, ACT, ASVAB, I had to take all of that literally 
my senior year because I didn't have that junior year to help me, you know, mold me into, you know, getting matriculated into high school and then college. So I say all that to say that I was the first person as a senior at my high school, which was Jenkins High School, to get accepted to any college. And I did that within three years of being in high school. So literally my time in school it was like it was super rushed it was super accelerated because it's like okay you waste a lot of time doing stuff that you don't have any business doing it's time to really get in in grind mode um so i my plan was to go to college to become um an attorney to become a criminal justice attorney um but around that time was the troy davis and the trayvon martin cases and if you're familiar those cases um troy davis was actually executed and um i believe in my heart that he didn't do it a lot of people recanted their stories and said that he was not the person who killed that officer um so he got executed and that really really crushed me you know going into college wanting to be uh, an attorney wanted to be you know a da you know all those things and then the troy Davis, excuse me the trayvon martin he was the same age as me, if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, when he, when George Zimmerman got acquitted, I was just like, there's no way possible that you can kill a, a, a little boy and get away with it. You know, he had Skittles in Arizona in his hand and you killed him. And, you know, I, it just really took a toll on me. And I'm very emotional. I'm a cancer. So I was like, I don't see myself representing clients and they don't win a case because that's going to, that's going to destroy it. Yes, um, and I was asking myself, people are in that field. <laughs> right. So I was like, are you strong enough? Are you mentally strong enough to, you know, not always have a good outcome? And I don't think I was at the time. And so I, that discouraged me 100%. I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, so I had to think quick because this was the summer leading into college. I already got accepted to college. Um, and I was like, what am I going to do? So I was like, what else do I love to do? My mom, you know, she is the huge influence as to why I chose criminal justice. Um, my second best thing was going to be journalism. Like I've always loved to write. I used to write like, um, I used to write, um, what is it called? I forget what it's called. Um, narratives i used to write narratives when i was younger my mom was like you really can like really expound on this like you should look into that um so I thought about journalism and then i was like you know what i want to go into journalism but on a level of like diction so i was like let's do radio let's do television film i want to do mass media so i chose to go into college you know go into school for that and it honestly it was the best decision of my entire life like going into college and doing that it has allowed me to just be a more well-rounded person um i don't feel like i work honestly i do not feel like i work and i think that's a beautiful thing because radio has allowed me to learn how to connect with different people and i love music even at my spa like music is heavily involved in what i do people always ask me what are you playing oh here's the qr reader here's the here's the playlist like everything i do is intentional and everything i do is just going to reroute me back into where i need to be because i want to go into entertainment law you know everything that i'm doing i have my my five-year ten-year plan already figured out and it's just about allowing god to tell me what's next yes that is definitely one of those things um that with i don't feel that you were bad i feel like you were testing the things that were placed in front of you to mm -hmm. what the outcomes would be and then with you getting left back i feel like that moment was for you to absorb all of that information mm -hmm. so that when your time came then you could be able to apply to those colleges and say you got into college 
with only three years of being in high school. Absolutely. I took everything serious. Like, I, it was that moment of truth. It was like, okay, girl, you're going to learn it one way or the other. You're very hard-headed, and I'm the kind of person I have to fall. I have to. Like, for me to really get stuff and really understand, I have to fall. That's why I don't stress about things anymore, because I'm like, this is the best, my best teacher. I have to fall. And when I fall, I get back up. And I know not to ever fall that way ever again. And it gives me that level of intention. So, you know, going into applying for colleges or choosing my career path, I was super, super, super intentional with it because I was like, you know, you know what it feels like to fall. You know what it feels like to not know what to do. So now do it with intention. Know what you want to do. Envision that for yourself. And that's the best thing I can say to anybody. Like you, everyone has their own way about going about anything. For me, I just know my strengths and my weaknesses. Okay, so if entrepreneurship was your first option, was your support your support system there, or um, did you have any naysayers um, along your journey? And how did you deal with them um, since you knew what was best for yourself? So my support system has always, to my to my knowledge, supported any and everything that I said I would do. Um, I've always been this super, super visionary person where I literally, everything that I have right now, I have manifested. And that is a well-known fact. And a lot of my friends are the ones who remind me, like, you remember you actually just told me this one day and now it's come to pass. Um, and if I do have anybody in my life or had anyone in my life that was a naysayer, I 100% did not pay any attention. You know how like you could be walking and you're minding your business and then your friend tells you like two blocks later, like, oh, that guy back there was staring at you and flirting. And you was like, really? They were? It's like out of sight, out of mind. Like if you were negative to me, I didn't even realize it. Like I literally just blocked it. Um, it's nothing that I can remember and be like, oh, I remember when this person told me I could, wouldn't make it. I do not. I don't connect with that like that energy that level of thinking I don't we don't resonate so to be completely honest I do not know if I had anyone who was like oh I don't know if you should do this and if I did I think I still was strong enough in my faith to just do what it is that God placed on my vision to do but as far as like my my close family and friends they've always supported me always that's great because as an entrepreneur there is not many people who can say okay I have a support system who really and truly want to see me do good and they're going to be around for now and later on not looking for a handout or like a slice of the pie at the end of everything right well I would say as I continue to like unravel my life in a way, I'm noticing the people who would be there all the time. I'm learning some people were there and they had a track record. They had a, they had a tally mark system based off of how much they were present and how much they were doing this. And I think that I don't think about things like that. I don't, I don't treat my friends or my family like that. If I do it, I do it because I want to. I don't even remember the good things that I've done for people. I just, I move in the spirit seriously. So um, I have had some people in my past, you know, who have supported me up until a point who may feel like I owe them something or I wasn't present enough for them and all those things. So um, if if I wanted to be 100% transparent, I would say, yeah, I do have people in my life who they support, but sometimes people support contingent upon. They support you because they, 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 they're probably in competition with you secretly or, you know, 
they want to get in the mix or whatever. Like some people, their intentions may not be pure. Whether they think it or know it, sometimes it's not always pure. So I can say that I've had a couple people in my life where I've looked at them like, wow, like, you know, I've had certain situations where people have told me, oh, this person stole from you or, you know, it's just different things. So I don't want to ever act like my life is just 100% just perfect. Like yeah. I experience, you know, tribulations. Like I think that it will be a disservice to me on this interview to act like everything is just super polished in my life because it is not. Um, but you just have to know how to things and just keep moving. Like I don't stop. I don't know how to stop. So regardless of any adversity that I ever face, it really just teaches me how to move properly to keep going, but I do not stop. Okay, and that brings me literally to my next question. So while you were in college, you experienced depression. Um, and at what point did you know it was um, depression, especially since you're a very busy woman and you always have different clients whose um, goals you're trying to help achieve and achieving your own while balancing a work-life balance and having that personal time. So at that moment when you had certain things going on, whether it was prior to um, Georgia Media Agency or not, how did you know that this was depression? So I experienced depression the first time that I knew like I was depressed. Um, I was a sophomore in college and I lived on campus and I didn't do as much active going out and being involved as I could have. My freshman year of college, um, I had a roommate. She ended up, I think the following year, my sophomore year, she ended up passing away. Um, you know, and that weighed heavily on me. I just don't think I realized that I was, you know, in like, I didn't realize how much it played a part on my mental health, you know, losing someone who a couple months ago, y'all were inseparable, you know, like you wake up, you leave, you see that person and that person is deceased. It's, it was, it was different for me. Um, being that I moved to Atlanta to go to Clark Atlanta University, I was within my home state, you know, Georgia, but I felt very much alone. Um, I had to grow up fast. I had to learn a lot fast. A lot of my parents, like, you know, it's not my parents, a lot of my friends and family and stuff, they don't even know what I experienced. You know, to this day, they don't know. And it's just, everything doesn't have to be shared and shown, but it was just on a personal level, I just didn't really know who I was. And I was like, wow, like everything I used to know is a difference now. And so I think it took a toll on me because it was like, you know, it was it, it was different. It was so different to a point where I'm so used to having the answer. At that point, I didn't have the answer. And so when you were used to being that person that is the, you know, has the answer or is coming to people's rescue and no one's really coming to yours, it was very hard. It was very challenging. Um, but ultimately, what made me realize that I was depressed was literally once I came out of my depression. My agency was birthed in my room, my dorm room. And what happened was I had an online radio show. Um, there's a guy, his name is Reggie. Um, I met him more than likely on social media and he was just looking for people who wanted to be on air and um, he had a radio show. It was pretty much like the station was called um, 
your hip hop spot radio. And so within that, they had different radio stations that they wanted people to um, have. It was on Anchor, what we're on now. And pretty much I that would that was what birthed me having a radio show of my very own. I recorded it from my phone. I had a headphone jack and I had my phone and that was all I needed. I imported all my music, all my instrumentals, any type of sound tags. I added it to my phone and I just rocked out. Um, and so doing that, a lot of people, my friends from my hometown would reach out like, yo, I have music. I want to see if I can have it placed on your show. You know, let me know how much you charge. And I'm like, wait, charge? Like, you my friend. Why would I charge you? And they was like, yo, this is an actual business you run and you don't know that. And I was like, oh, shoot. So they would say like, oh, how do I send my music to you? And I would say, you know, send it to my email, which was at the time my personal email. And I was like, okay, this is a business. I need to act as though this is a business, right? So Georgia is my nickname and media was what I was doing. So I put Georgia media at Yahoo as my email and that literally founded my business. And I was like, wow, like, God, you really just put that on my spirit just so like effortlessly. And it just mm -hmm. blossomed into what it, what we're talking about now. So, you know, I didn't realize until once I started getting into Georgia media that, oh my God, like I love what I do. You know, this is bringing people together. And I realized one day you were really sad. You were really depressed, but you're not anymore. And it was like Georgia media saved my life. Like seriously, it saved my life. Wow, that's literally one of those stories. You like it? It happened that like that. Like it wasn't something like, oh, I had just been building this business and all mm -hmm. of these things finally <laughs> came together. Yeah, but that's the beautiful thing about just being in the spirit and and being obedient. You don't know what God is doing. God is God is beautiful. Like I think that my relationship with God, me and God, we joke around a lot. He has a crazy sense of humor when it comes to me. Like God will put me through a whole bunch of stuff and be like, I was just getting kidding, girl. This is just for you to build your confidence. And it's like God, like why do that? But you know, I can't question God. I just have to just you know go and and, and learn and take that stuff with me. So. Um, I wish I had like a different type of story that people they're like it was just an email address yes it was literally <laughs> just an email address and it's super significant to me because it just allows me to know that I'm not in the driver's seat God is like I can say all day long that I'm a visionary but who gives me those visions God does you understand so for me it really just allowed me to know that whatever it is that my blessings are or whatever I want to obtain in this thing called life you know, it, it has to come from the creator. Like yeah. tell God your tell God your plans and watch God laugh at you because you're not in control. So, you know, that that's the best way for me to put, you know, how I came out of the depression. I started doing things that I really, really, really love to do. Yes. And after a storm, there's always a rainbow or some good weather with the sun shining in and birds chirping and everybody wanting to be outside so right <laughs> definitely they say that the people who were greatest people of all times whether they were musicians or artists or whoever went through something that sparked a moment for something right so, absolutely yes i definitely do love that you own your journey and you're not afraid to say hey this is what what I had going on and what I was going through and that's how my business was birthed and you don't try to sugarcoat or beef up the story to make it just some 
story that oh like it's all glitz and glamour right yeah no never you're not gonna get that from me like you're not like i have been super happy that i am comfortable enough to be as transparent as i have been you know the last few years because i do not like fluff i do not like i can tell when someone is not being authentic within themselves like you're not lying to me you're lying to yourself mm -hmm. so you know i i don't have a problem ever just expounding on my experiences and keeping it raw, like 100% raw. And I'm gonna also say this, cause this may be for someone who's listening. There's gonna be times where you wanna give up. There's gonna be times where you don't know what you're doing. I'm still in that phase. You know, I'm still in that rebranding of what Georgia Media looks like to this day. And it's not for me, it's for the people who believe in my business. It's, it's, it's a collaborative effort. Um, all the people that I come across these days, they always asking, what's going on with Georgia Media? When are you gonna get this back on the road? And, and and I just be looking at like, why do y'all care so much about this Clearly, agency? So like, so it says relaunching, but that's been up there for like <laughs> over a year. Like, you but see, hey, what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> you got it out there. You said you're relaunching, and relaunches don't happen overnight. You still right. have life, and things are happening just every single day. So you may yeah. change up how you wanted to do your relaunch. So at least everybody's ears is to the ground and mm -hmm. that yeah that, i'm excited to come rolling down the street yes i'm excited it, it makes me feel good because there's some people who you know let's say an artist who they may i'm gonna just be honest everybody's not a good artist like and mm -hmm. i think that's the problem people don't like when people tell them the truth they want people to lie to them i'm not going to lie to you and i think that i got to a point where i had a lot of people who were not confident you're not confident in you who you are but you want me georgia media agency to stamp you and to to credit you for all these accolades and all these things and fake it i'm not gonna fake it with you i'm not gonna make you seem like there's something that you're not if you don't believe in yourself then why do you expect my agency to believe in you if your music is not prepared you're not invested into your sound and you're not invested into your image do not come over to me asking me for any type of handouts any type of discounts any type of this and that you're not doing your work so why do you expect me to work super 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 hard for you and I just kept running into like yeah it just I just kept running into low vibrational energy and it was taking yeah. a toll on me and my business because it's literally decaying all the work that I have worked hard for and so I had to pump the brakes and be like you know what let me revisit this and let me go out here and live some life and let me go out here and do some other things and see what God has for me and then I'll revisit when I have a clear mind because the way that I was going, a lot of people want to make it seem like it's something they're not. You know, I worked in, 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 in labels. I've worked at different places. I, my, my mentors were millionaires. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So people are coming to you asking you for this and that as if they deserve it and they don't and so i had to really pump the brakes because if you don't know who ayana is and you know who georgia doll is then there's a boundary you know what i'm saying like everyone was trying to just take 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 and claim this and be with me in this place and take pictures and it's just like all of this is phony and i don't do phony so I just had to get to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't really want my business to heavily be music because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. Like I, I want to work for though. I want to work with clients who have, let's say a bakery and they just need publicity and they just need to help with sharpening 
you know, some of their promotional branding kits and things like that. Like I was like, it's not all media, it's not all music. And so who's the better storyteller? Me, you know, so I have to get back in the driver's seat of my business and really tell my who my ideal client is, what that looks like, and not be afraid. So my relaunch is personal. It's not just business. It's a personal relaunch that every day I'm working on my personal self so that when I get back into that world, it feels good. You know, it's not like a, oh, I said I wanted to relaunch, but I actually don't want to relaunch. So I want it to be where it's like, I know this is the right timing. Yes. And I wouldn't be upset about it at all because you're a person who is creating a long lasting brand and you want your brand to have a certain legacy. So it's okay to be selfish and not want to share everything right now about what's the details behind your relaunch. Right. Absolutely. But I'm excited and I appreciate your words as well because um, sometimes, you know, it just feels like I'm just not being seen or my businesses aren't being seen. So I do 100% appreciate your words because it means more than you know. You're welcome. So since you've experienced many different situations and even um, battled with emotional um, things such as depression, um, how do you combat those things now prior to letting them get very deep and taking you to a place where you don't want to be um, as far as emotionally anymore? Um, I don't make emotional decisions. I, I have to step away from decision making and live a little bit of life. Like I said, I'm really into just my own inner workings. Uh, so um, I reflect on myself and my actions a lot. I pay attention to my patterns. Um, I do a lot of voice memos. Like I just will talk to myself literally. And sometimes when I go back and listen, I'm like, okay, Ayana, I can tell, you know, that this is really harming you or hurting you. You need to, you know, do something to fix this or whatever. I meditate a lot. I do a lot of self-work on myself. And that really does help me come back stronger and knowing exactly what it is that I want for myself and for my businesses. Um, but ultimately, like I, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm vulnerable. Like I'm very transparent. Um, I've learned that I used to mask my emotions and mask my feelings because it didn't look a certain way. Um, working in male dominated industries, like you have to, you know, you got to just be hard. You got to be tough all the time. And it was just like, you know what? I need that healthy balance. So um, right now in my life, it's just about me really fine tuning who it is that I am and what I like, what I don't like, um, and what that looks like for my businesses as well. But to answer the question, um, a lot of self-work, a lot of just being super, super honest with myself and asking help from people who I know actually have the capacity to help me. I am not, and I, and I hope I don't come off the wrong way. Um, I don't care about a lot of people's opinion. I don't. Um, I don't ask a lot of people for their advice because nine times out of 10, the person you're asking has probably never walked a day in your shoes, don't even know what really truly entrepreneurship is and professionalism is. So I'm very, very, very careful about who I ask advice. Um, I have a friend who I just called the other day and I was like, hey, do you think I should downsize my spa? And he was like, well, 
you know, what does your heart tell you? And I was like, I think my heart tells me to stay where I am. However, you know, looking at this and looking at that, I want to compare the two. And he was like, well, I think you should go with your heart. And it's like, that was his answer. And then I had to take that and then I had to put it into my own, you know, deliberation. And I decided I'm not going to downsize because of God blessed me with the space because he had a vision. So me downsizing, I'm going to end up moving and working so hard that I'm going to end up needing what I just let go of. So why would I let go? Why would I just work super, super hard? Because that was the vision and that was the blessing that God placed. So things like that, I have to ask certain people within a certain level of thinking certain questions because I don't value everyone's opinion and you're not supposed to. Yes, that is one thing I can say is you do not value everybody else's opinion. You'll you'll be sitting around with nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't take anything personal. It's, It's detrimental. It really is. Okay, and to go back to the topic of your spa, how did you become an esthetician? So I came. A, I became an esthetician last year. Well, I'm sorry. I became an esthetician this year, February of 2021, as when I became a licensed esthetician. But the decision of me going into this new journey um, happened once COVID of last year. I think March is when everyone found out that COVID was like a detrimental virus. Um, and at the time, I was working at a law firm in Atlanta, and um, every my life was in Atlanta. Everything was in Atlanta, and um, I had maybe a few months prior, you know, October of 2019, I quit the studio. I was working at a label, um, Atlantic Records. I was working with them for years and I ended up just quitting. And I only did podcast engineering for like one particular notable podcast, um, which is called Cocktails Podcast. Um, So fast forward to 2020, you know, I had quit the, um, by the time I, by this time I had quit everything as far as the studio. Um, The only real thing I had going on was me working at the law firm and everything else was just like, I could do that remote anywhere. Um, So when they told us to work from home, you know, with the law firm, I was like, wait, I don't think I have to, you know, do this. I can, I can do whatever I want to do. And so they ended up letting people go. And it was like, you know, when, when the virus hit, no one knew what was going on. Um, So by this time I was like living in Atlanta, my lease was up, I think like July or August or something like that. And I was like, you know what, I'm about to break my, no, I'm sorry, my lease was up like December of that year. And so I had probably been in the apartment all of what, six months, but I decided to break my lease. And I sat on the phone with my friend and my sister. I said, you know what, y'all, I want to go to school to become an esthetician because at the time my skin was acting up. It was like, I was breaking out, like I just had a hormonal imbalance and I just did not understand what was going on. Um, By this time, I was really big on self-care. So I was going to estheticians, I was going to the spa, you know, um, all the time. And I love that environment. Like I look forward to going just to unwind and unplug. So I went into the thought of going into, to become an esthetician only because I wanted to service myself and educate myself on my skin. It wasn't to become an esthetician, to service other clients and have a spa. It was solely just to educate myself on how to properly care for my skin. Um, well, like I said, I, I broke my lease. I moved to Florida 
and I attended school. I literally got an apartment, got approved for an apartment before I even got approved to go to school. Like that's oh how God. serious. Yeah. Like when I tell you, if I have a vision, I'm addicted to that vision. Like nothing comes in my way. Like I literally told myself, even if I don't get accepted into the program, I still need a new scenery. Like it was just time for something different. Like my spirit knew it. I just, it just felt so good. And I didn't, didn't even think about me not getting approved to the school. I said, I'm going to go, like, I'm getting accepted. That's just that. So, um, broke my lease. My homegirl worked in the office and she helped me figure out some paperwork. And she was like, girl, I'm going to help you out. You're not going to have to pay nothing. Just tell them that you just giving your sister day notice and you out of here. So I packed up my life. Um, my boyfriend at the time helped me move to another state and I just went into that. Um, as far as becoming an esthetician and having clients and stuff, I started posting my work, you know, learning stuff in class with my classmates and people were like, are you servicing people or I want to pay you? And I'm like, wait, what? Y'all want to pay me? Like, this is just something I'm just doing just to have fun. And that is how my spa was birthed. Like literally that, like everything that I do is because I'm having fun. And people are like, I want to support this. I want to, I want to pay you. I want to, and it's really the people, the people are literally like God places people in my life that they're like, you know what, you're going to turn this into a business and you're going to be very successful. Um, as I talk to you right now, I'm in my spa, seven rooms I have, you know, and wow. God has blessed me. I think I have more than that. Like I'm in, I'm in my receptionist office, but as far as like rooms that I service clients in, I have five rooms in total. I have a um, lobby and I have a receptionist office. So I have a seven room office space. Um, which is Savannah Wellness Lounge, which houses Sunflower Skin Bar. And I got this place two weeks after graduating um, and becoming an esthetician. Yes. Okay. That's how I know that this is God's work. You know, it's not forced. Everything that I have, that I possess, I didn't have to hurt anyone to get it or do anything crazy. It was just literally waiting on me. Yes, I'm I'm very happy for you, especially knowing that the people that I choose to interact with are people whose stories mean something to them and mean something to me. Mm -hmm. Because there aren't many people who can just say, okay, well, I I have a friend who is around here doing the dang old thing has multiple businesses and just in a situation where anything they want they go after and they get it yeah but it is literally it's that easy like it's not easy but it's, it's that simple you know you see something you know people tell you never give up that's literally the truth like how people always say oh I'd rather do dinner with Jay-Z than make money because I want to know how he got where he got and then little kid asked him one day like how are you so successful he was like never give up and people were like really but no really never give up that's literally what it is it may sound really simplistic but everyone's life is going that's going to look different for them but ultimately never give up okay so what are some things that you focus on within your spa so as far as services, mm -hmm. 
So um, service-wise, we start off um, with the main thing that we service was just facials. And then from there, we graduated to body treatment. So you can get a full body 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 polish, which really pretty much exfoliates the skin from head to toe. Um, we also have a lot of wax services. So a lot of people come in for like a Brazilian wax or like an underarm or leg wax. Uh, for the women who, you know, really like the Brazilian wax, I also offer a vajayshow, which is the facial for your lady parts. Um, there's two separate types of vajayshows that one can get. One is right after the Brazilian, which is like a more calmer approach to a facial down below um, because your wound, not your wounds, your uh, pores are already pretty much open being that you just got, you know, a wax. So that's the more gentle um, vajayshow. Some people like to come for a week one, they'll come for a Brazilian and then the following day or following few days or the following week, they'll come in for the more gradual vajayshow that comes with all the works and everything. So um, ultimately facials, body treatments and, um, you know, like hair removal services, but we also have a masseuse um, here as well. Her business is hiatus massage, but she's within that, under that umbrella. So how the business looks is Savannah Wellness Lounge is the umbrella, and then Sunflower Skin Bar is the skincare spa, and then Hiatus Massage is the massage therapy. And we are also looking for, you know, other professionals to come in on a wellness level. Um, but as of right now, I'm just being super, super just patient with how we work together. But overall, everything is on a holistic and wellness um, tip for the services. Okay. Yes, I definitely do love that. And especially you allowing others in your space to use their talents and the things that they want to offer to other people to build your clientele and get your brands out there as well. Because once they walk in, they're exposed to the different um, businesses that you have to offer, whether it's you playing one of your interviews on the TV or something, mm -hmm. a conversation that's being had about you and your businesses or somebody finding you on social media or coming in for a massage and saying, oh, I didn't know there was um, a esthetician here. So I want to go get me a, a facial after this. Right. And that's ultimately like how I looked at it. Like I, um, I was very, very shocked that, I got this space, like, honestly, because I didn't feel like I deserved it. So I was like, well, I don't need all this space. Let me figure out how I can, you know, work with other people and help them, you know, expound on their businesses. So that was just a genuine connection that was made just off me being selfless and just being like, you know what? I don't mind sharing. You know, this is a lot of space. I'm new to this. I graduated two weeks prior and God put keys in my hand. So I, I knew I need to work hard to get, you know, people in the, in, the, in the space as is. Let me bring someone along that can help me help them. Yes. Okay. So what are some common skincare problems that you see within, um, whether it's women or men who come in to get facials or um, the waxing portion? So on like a level of skincare, the typical things that I see and run across are there are some people who are more prone to like, you know, their, their skin is more on the drier side and maybe like flakiness and things like that. So that person may have an excess amount of texture on the skin. So we're trying to resurface and retexture that skin. We're trying to bring a lot of hydration into the skin. 
Um, I have other people who are more on the oily side, so that creates more breakouts. I'm acne prone, which is why I got into this industry. I still break out, you know, and I think that the misconception a lot of people have with estheticians um, are your skin's supposed to be spotless. Your skin's supposed yeah. to, you know, look a certain way. And no, that's a lot of the reason why estheticians get into this because they want to educate themselves on how to help their skin. Um, and also, you know, to throw that out there, a lot of people who have issues with their skin or their skin may not, you know, function the way it used to, it's usually internal. It may not be anything that a topical product or a facial necessarily can do. It can assist, but it's not always the end all be all. And what I mean by that is your food intake you know if you're drinking a lot of coffee that has nothing but dairy in it eating everything that's sugary and sweet then that's going to you know sometimes show up in your skin um so a lot of the things that we expect you know expect of our clients is you know water intake increase your water you know cut back on dairy and sugar like be mindful of what you're doing on a daily basis wash your face morning and night you know use spf because if you have a dark spot Let's think about it like this. This is what I always tell clients. If you get a cut on your hand right now, in a few days, it's going to heal. But when it heals, you're going to see a darker out, you know, the outside of it is going to be darker. Why is that? Because your blood cells are working hard to try to heal and help and they're producing more melanin. Now add the sunlight to that. If you have a cut on your hand that's trying to heal and it's darker and the sun is beaming on it and baking it, it's going to get darker. So you tell the sun, hey, chill out on this area by adding SPF and that's going to help to block out a lot of the UV rays and the sun damage that happens to us every day also people don't think about just because the sun is not out does not mean that you still can't get sun damage or that you shouldn't still be wearing spf so everything i do is to educate my clients along with offering that level of relaxation um a lot of my clients that are new clients they probably have never had a facial which is not a bad thing because i like to be that person's first you know encounter because i'm going to come you know, in a loving way and a respectful and patient way. And I'm going to make sure that you walk away educated on how to properly treat your skin. Yes. I love that because a lot of people are, like you said, they're like, oh, whatever, not just being an esthetician, but they feel as if, oh, just because you, they feel like you have to be an expert as far as being the physical and the emotional and every type of brain aspect of your business, mm-hmm. your niche, and like, oh, your skin has to be nice. If you're a dental hygienist, your teeth have to be nice. Yes, I get the, I get it that you have to have the information that you're taking in, but this is not something that you just started 20, 30 years ago. You just started right. it recently. So the change does not happen overnight, and that's what a lot of people fail to realize when they see people who are entrepreneurs and feel like you literally have to be an be perfect in your field <laughs> yeah not even be an expert be perfect you know what i'm yeah. saying um and that i'm not gonna lie to you it is it does affect my confidence when you know i don't have a clear you know and some some weeks my skin is really 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 good other weeks is like okay stop eating this or you know it's it's always that back and forth that tug of war but you know I know for me mask knee is a real thing when you wear your mask all day long out and about to protect yourself from COVID and other sicknesses and stuff that dehydrates your skin it's literally think about 
all day long. Let's say you're changing your mask, you know, every few hours or you're wearing the same mask all day long. You have eaten breakfast. You've been talking on the phone. You got your mask on when you go certain places. It's like all of that is in that same area. So your skin is not only dehydrated, but it's also having a lot of bacteria that you may be absorbed by eating food and all kinds of stuff, coughing, sneezing. It's sitting right there. So I noticed the lower region, excuse me, of my face, it has really had a lot of breakouts because it's a lot of friction from that mask yeah. sitting on my face all day. So it doesn't matter how many facials I give myself or I go get, it doesn't matter about the chemical pills I do, I have to let my skin breathe. Um, and so it's that, back, that back and forth challenge because if I'm servicing a client, I have to wear my mask, I have to wear my face shield. That's not even on the level of like by law, that's just my personal preference. So it's always that back and forth, like, dang, like I really want my skin to really revive itself, but I keep on putting this mask on to protect myself but in turn, it's actually doing my skin, you know, not too much of a favor. So it's that back and forth that I have to always deal with. But I don't, you know, pity myself. I just keep going and I just continuously educate my clients and let them know, listen, your skin is not bad or your skin is not necessarily good. Your skin is just your skin and your body is telling you what it needs and what you need to do. It's just up to us to listen to it. And when you have that approach with your clients, they appreciate you and they appreciate their journey even more. Yes. So if somebody wanted to go ahead and, and book with you, what would that process look like? How do people go ahead and say, hey, I'm about to book the service right now. So what's the first step they would have to do? So um, we have social media as one um, way for people to reach out. But our website is sunflowerskinbar.as.me. Um, we actually have a landing page as well, sunflowerskinbar.com, which is under um, construction. But ultimately, whether you follow us on social media or you happen to come across a business card, um, you just visit our website and it has an introduction on, you know, what to expect when you're booking and things like that. And then further down, um, you can add a, a coupon or a promo code. And then you just look at whatever category that you're interested in. For example, we have facials under one category, body treatments under another, wax therapy under another, which is pretty much like hair, hair uh, waxing and removal. Um, but everything that you could think of that we offer is literally categorized to further assist the client. You'll book your appointment, you'll do your online intake form. So by the time you come in for your appointment, you don't have to sign any paperwork. We are ready to service you. Um, we do take pride in giving a holistic approach. So we do breathing and exercises and meditation before you start just to get your mind clear. Um, you know, we speak intentions. You know, I tell people, think about what it is you want to manifest. And, you know, we breathe and we think about that and we release anything that is weighing us down before we start the service. Because if you really want this time for yourself, you really have to be intentional. I, I mean, very intentional with everything I do, including um, working with my clients. So you do not walk out of here leaving the same way you came in. You literally, you you feel lighter. Um, it's not just about your skincare. It's about your mind, body, and your spirit. Okay. Okay, so, yes, and that's one thing as far as allowing the experience to be a positive experience and allowing someone to be in the driver's seat of whatever service they come in for um, with you allowing them to set their intentions definitely does that. 
Right. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of people, they, they, they get a chance to just stop. One of my clients, when I first started doing services, this is when I was still in school, just practicing on one of my friends. Um, I was excited because I started buying all my own equipment and I was just little by little, just building, building, building. And I remember servicing her. And when I, when she got up, I always asked my clients, how do you feel? And she was like, I feel really, really good. She was like, this is the first time in a long time that I got that much time to just lay down and just think. She was like, I don't think I've ever just sat and been in my own thoughts that long, uninterrupted. And she was like, thank you. You know, beyond the facial, beyond her skin looking super good, she was happy happy that I was able to help her unblock something mentally, you know, and be more intentional with just spending time with yourself. We don't spend more, we don't spend enough time with ourselves, I feel like. So... Um, any chance anyone has to really be able to unplug, I say go to a spa, go somewhere where you can make it all about you and just be in, in that mode. Yes. I know when I go visit my institution, I usually, we usually catch up because yep. I'm those people <laughs> that, okay, I'm okay with not seeing you that many times per year. I may go, I may go three or four times a year to go see my institution and mm-hmm. we catch up and then when she gets to the facial I'm like all right this quiet time you don't yep. you explain to me if you're using a new product and all that stuff but otherwise you may catch me taking a nap or just relax. yeah that's that's a compliment for us like I don't know about other estheticians but if you are under my care and I hear you snoring or I can just tell that you're really <laughs> relaxed and calm and you're asleep, that lets me know that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. You are comfortable enough to go to sleep in my, under my care because you're not going to go to sleep if you, let's say, how many times do you go to sleep at a nail salon? Not often. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're aware of your surroundings and it's like not that true one-on-one experience, you know, but when you are in that, that holistic you know, meditative surroundings and you go to sleep, that lets me know that I have done my job to allow you to feel as comfortable as you need to be because this is your time and I want you to focus solely on you getting your self-care. Okay. And how often should people get um, facials or facials? Um, so uh, as far as skincare goes, our skin and our hair cycles are about a 28-day cycle. So round that off to 30, four weeks is typical for someone to come in on a consistent level. Now, it's not required that you come in every month um, you know, on that level, but if you are looking to get results, let's say that you have a lot of hyperpigmentation or you have a lot of dehydration or there's a certain goal that you have in mind, we have to work with you on a, a monthly basis. I have clients that come in weekly. I have clients that come in twice a week. Um, it really just depends, excuse me, not twice a week, twice a month. Um, but it really just depends on your goals and what your esthetician approves of you to do. Um, every esthetician is different. Of course, you may hear someone else say, oh, we don't have a prerequisite time. Um, but just in my learning and my education, four weeks is the typical standard for someone to be able to come back to receive a facial so that's always my go-to answer okay all right so let's yes, switch gears. and i know you say you love to learn what are some books um you read early on um or a podcast that you've listened to that you always go back to for knowledge that you need to hear on a reoccurring basis whether it's like every six months every two months or however so 
you know how when someone asks you a question and you know the answer, but as soon as they ask you, it just kind of goes away. So that's what just happened to me. But I'm going <laughs> to speak from the heart. Um, as far as books, um, I like to read a mixture of like um, fictional books because I don't want to get too in this element, you know, where I can't think yeah. on another element. So I like a lot of scientific fiction. Um, I like a lot of books that are just really like helping me understand a message in a different way. Um, but overall, my favorite book when I was in like school and high school was Black Boy. Um, and then I like a lot of books that are semi self-help, but more so just like helping me advance. So You Are a Badass, but I think her name is uh, Jean uh, Sincero, Jen Sincero. Too. Yeah, I love her. So she's really like talking to you like she's your homegirl. And she's kind of like jacking you up by the neck. Like, listen, girl, like you tripping, like get it together. So I like that because I kind of have that approach with my friends. Like I'm a, you know, I'm a tough love kind of person. So I need that in, in, in reciprocation. So Jen Sincero is really, really a person I love. Um, I just picked up Sacred Woman by Queen Afua. Um, I haven't... Yeah, I haven't dived into it as much as I should have. It just kind of sits there and looks at me every morning. Me too. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm going to get back into it because it's just like, it's kind of overwhelming the amount of magic in that book. So I'm always yeah. telling myself, I just need to be able to just have time, you know, and just look at this and read it. So I'm going to get back into Sacred Woman. Um, I have a couple other books. I, growing up, my mom and my um, my mom's uh, boyfriend, she they had like these bookshelves everywhere. So you know, I've always just read the encyclopedia for fun. Um, but as time has progressed, I haven't been able to really tap back into like reading as aggressively as I used to. So I just buy books sometimes just because I want to just start reading. So I haven't been reading as much as I could and I should, I'll be honest. Um, but podcasts, I love listening to Therapy for Black Girls on um, the podcast network. Um, I also really, really, really love, um, it's called The Sugar. Um, I forget her name. Her name is Tika Sumter. She and I forget the other woman, they are two moms and they're married and they just talk about like everyday struggles and just, you know, overcoming things. So it's called The Sugar. Um, and I listen to, what else do I listen to? Uh, what is her name? She's on Insecure. Um, She's, uh, I think she plays, I think her oh, character is about, um, Amanda Seals. Yes, Amanda Seals. I love her podcast. Like, I love her podcast. Um, it evades me what the name of it is. Um, um, oh, I know what you're talking about. I haven't listened to it in forever. Girl, she's so good. I love her. Um, dang, I, I forgot the name of, of it. Thing. yes i do and that's that's really why i've had to take a pause on my podcast because i'm like listen we got to come with it like sound effects listening music format segments all of that but if i forget what the name of her podcast is but amanda seals um she's really really dope and then because i engineer podcasts for a few years um i engineered different types of podcasts but the ones that i mainly did um on a consistent level was cocktails podcast which is more of a dating and like a sexual podcast very erotic they talk about all kinds of stuff so if you're not too into like the sexual world that wouldn't be something for you but it's helped me on the level of just like being in my divine feminine it really has helped me you know learn intimacy and things like that so 
overall, like I listen to different types of podcasts. I like to listen to raunchy stuff sometimes. So I listen to a lot of New York podcasts, like um, Horrible Decisions or See the Thing Is and stuff like that. But girl, I'm just an all around person. So it's not one sector. The Millionaire Mindset podcast? Um, if you're referring to, I think he's, is he on YouTube as well? Is he a dark skin guy? Yeah. So it's him and his girlfriend, um, Xavier and Deanna. I think if we're talking about the same person, I listen yeah. to it on YouTube. Um, I'll watch it on YouTube rather. Yeah. But yeah, I think if we're talking about the same person, then I do. And I do enjoy it. I think it was a couple of guests on there that talked about like financial freedom and yeah. just helping you with your mindset. And I'm like, yeah, that's the type of conversation I need to be listening to. Yeah, that's one that I really listen to um, consistently, and I listen to the Black Girl Bravado. It's two friends. They are, um, they've been friends since college. They are Soros, and they started their podcast, I want to say about three, four years ago, and mm-hmm. listening to it, um, not consistently. I take a break here and there. But I like their style of podcasting because it's basically, it gives you homegirl, big sister vibes. Yes, I love, girl. I live for that. Like, I love that community of women who can just talk, talk, talk. And it's just like, you feel like you're right there with them. Like, I love that. Another podcast, they don't don't record at all anymore. They've gone inactive. Um, It's a very, very, like, um, it, it really does get your attention when people tell you the name of it. But it's called Good Head. And it's really about it's but see the thing is is it's so catchy that you're gonna wanna look at it because you're thinking on a level of what what? But it's really about knowledge. It's talking about topics that are, you know, trend, you know, uh, controversial. People are not trying to have these kind of conversations or debates, if you will, but I do like the the mindset and the stance that they take on their topics. I think they probably have one season now and it's probably up to like maybe five to eight episodes. But the episodes that they do have, I do appreciate because it was it was really necessary even to this day. So okay. Good Head is a really good podcast to listen to um, and just to listen to the stuff that they already have put out. Okay. So what does it take to create a media agency and what is a media agency purpose um as far as if someone wanted to create their own in a different field so um the media so my example and definition of what it takes for you to have a successful agency is to be resourceful um because most times people need what you have but they need more than what you can offer um so you have to have that capacity of knowing this person in this sector that person in that industry and just making things come full circle it's almost kind of like like you said earlier one-stop shop like you know, hey, I need to get hardware, but I also need groceries and I also need, you know, stuff for, you know, my car. Like you want to be able to tell them, okay, well, in this aisle, you can go over here, that aisle, you can go over there and this one. And if you don't have the resources, then you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to, um, you know, pretty much cater to this particular client. Every client is not going to be your ideal client, you know, and so you have to go into it knowing what you can offer and what you just 100%, that's just not your lane. 
Um, so to answer the question, you know, some type of skill set, you know, you have to know how to work with people. Um, I think that my background is so beautiful because I've worked in different arenas where, you know, I would be up all day, all night long, three in the morning, four in the morning, working on white pages for a tech startup. Like I've worked with TI, with his tech company, Moolah. Um, I've worked with so many different people. So I know certain industries, you have to be up, you know, and answer the questions and answer the phone calls. And I have other industries where I know not to text my sunflower skin bar clients at 2 a.m. because that's out of line, right? But mm -hmm. I have other industries where we work at, a, at the studio and we don't get out the studio till three in the morning. I know it's okay to call my homeboy, you know, who's an engineer at two in the morning and he might just be working. So just knowing I've, I have a great balance of like adapting to different industries. So when I have a certain client, I know how to deal with different types of clients. My mom, she's a client because I manage now. She more is in the tourism world. So I know how to, you know, handle the type of people that, you know, comes with her industry. And I also manage Clay, who is an artist. So I know how to deal with certain people that, you know, are in the music side. So being that I've went through all of these different phases, it's helped me figure out how to move and maneuver. So adapting is super important knowing how to move knowing how to adapt in different rooms i would say is a huge prerequisite prerequisite but um the other part of your question as far as like someone wanting to open their own agency do your research contact other people who have done what you're trying to do that's the best way to learn like you don't have to feel like you gotta do all this you know learning 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 by yourself like utilize the people around you or create that you have those relationships where you can call this person and this person can offer you some insight or, you know, invest in your business, get a consultation from a, a, a business consultant. Um, don't feel like you have to know everything on your own. Be vulnerable enough to be like, you know what, I need help. But that's honestly the best way I could put that. Okay. And I meant to ask this question earlier, um, mm -hmm. but when working with people in the industry, did someone ever um did someone ever have you questioning your work or value oh girl every day girl every day um so graduating college and then going into first first job i ever had was working at a corporate bank and i did social media marketing um, and then as I was doing that, I was simultaneously working at Main Street Studios, which housed Atlantic Records. Um, you know, anywhere you go, you have to pay your dues. You can't just go and think that you're going to just, you know, chop it up with the CEO of a company, being put no work in. So um, I knew that I had to scale back on what I was doing outside of the studio. But I also was like, I can do both simultaneously. And after a while, it, it felt like I was... I don't even want to use the word blackballed because I wasn't being blackballed, but it's kind of like people can have a way of trying to dampen your spirit and deterring you from what you really, really want to do. You just have to be strong enough to, to know that no matter what direction I go in, I'm going to make it out on top, you know, and just knowing how people minds work. So I think I was just such a Savannah girl where I was like, I'm not going to let you play with me. Like, I just always be like, I'm, I don't play games. Like one of my mentors <laughs> was like, you got to learn how to play the game. And I'm like, games, I don't play games. Like, and I had to understand like, okay, you got to know how to move. 
You know, it's going to be people that's going to be smiling in your face. And the minute you walk out that door, they are talking about you like a dog. Don't let that defeat you because really and truly, if you weren't talking, worth talking about, you wouldn't be worth talking about. So, you know, I had to understand, like, I am a threat to certain people and people don't like it because if you coming into a label and you're 21 years old and you're 22 years old and this person is 45 years old or 50 years old and they looking at you like, well, when I was your age, I didn't have the leisure of being around all these notable celebrities. You know, they're going to start, you know, showing what's on the inside of them on the outside towards you. And so I didn't realize that until I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like, I'm going to leave this situation because it's taking such a toll on my mental health and on that, you know, I just had to put myself in places where I was being received and I was being respected because, like I said, it's a male-dominated industry and if you don't look a certain way, I'm going to be honest, if you don't look effable, for lack of better words, yes. certain things you're not going to get. You know, if you got a head on your shoulders and you know who you are, it's going to be a little bit harder for you to get what you need because they want people, and I'm not saying the studio or the label in particular, but the industry that I was working in overall, they want airheads. They want people who are impressionable, who don't know who they are, you know, to do what it is that they want you to do. And it's not really, ex it's not really helping you extend and expand is really helping you stay where you are. And I was too smart for that. So I just had to go elsewhere. Now I have great connections from these situations, but I don't have to stay stuck. I don't have yeah. to stay in this situation due to loyalty or due to longevity. I get what I need and I move on. So that was my matriculation through working at record labels and stuff like that. But I, I loved my experience. Absolutely. So I want people to take away from that, that it was a learning curve, but it was necessary. Okay. So what are some highlights of Georgia media, media agency that make you proud to be the CEO? Um, so recently, this was probably last year sometime, if not the top of this year, you know, it was that thing going into 2021, I was on Clubhouse, I got invited to like a, some type of listening session on Clubhouse. And I was like, what is this? Like, why am I getting invited to this? And I clicked on it. And I stood in there, stayed in there for a while. And then everybody in there was like, Oh, Georgia dolls in the building. What's up? And it just turned into like a a devotional almost it was like oh I remember when Ayana was the first person to book me I was a photographer and she was the first person to pay me and this person was like oh I was an intern and she showed me the ropes another person was like oh I was a DJ and she booked me for this and that and it just literally turned into like a thank you session it was like people were just pouring into me telling me all that my agency had done for them and you know you get caught up in in the right now like oh I got to take care of this bill I got to do this I got to relaunch but you have to you know sometimes take a chance on yourself and just listen to the people who you know have been directly influenced by your your business and your blessings so um that's a really good takeaway just knowing that I was beneficial to people um a lot of people have you know had the opportunity to learn under my direction and now they have businesses that are flourishing you know i have graphic designer friends i have people who literally interned with me and it was able to help them realize i do want to do this or you know what i actually don't want to do this so um it's just fulfilling to know that i've been beneficial to so many people like so many like, and I don't even remember what your question was, but I hope I pray I answered it. That, yes, you basically told me about how 
you were invited the moment that you were proud to be a CEO of Georgia Media Agency was when you were invited to the clubhouse and you were just brought into this conversation of how your business has changed so many different lives right yes like that that right there just it was like wow like because you sometimes just get so caught up in just doing 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 producing 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 and you don't realize the magic that's happening you know at the same time so that was a highlight for sure in my business okay so what is the plan for the next five years for Miss Ayana Gunn, um, Georgia Media Agency, and Savannah Wellness Bar, and your esthetician business that is under that? So five years from now, which would be 2026, um, I definitely am still want to have both businesses, um, my, my skincare um, services. Um, by that time, the plan is to um, branch out to other markets. Um, and then Georgia Media Agency, literally the beautiful thing about that agency is I don't have to be in any particular area. Um, like I said, I manage artists and that's up under that umbrella as well. So to continue that management is going to skyrocket. Um, as of right now, I don't want to take a lot of clients and artists and stuff in. I really want to like hone in on what I'm doing. So I see myself on tour with my artists. I see a lot of things happening for my clients that I have. Um, and then, like I said, having employees for my spa, like bringing in other estheticians, having different types of seminars and trainings where people who are aspiring to be an esthetician or let's say they were an esthetician at some point and they need a refresher course, um, just being able to offer those services. So for my agency, management is going to be at the forefront, a little bit of consulting services. I love to write. So that's going to be at the forefront. Writing services, like I don't care if you need a template on just emails. Like if you have a business and you don't really know how to formulate your words, that's my strong suit. So I want to just really, really cookie cut things where it makes sense for my business and what I love to do. I don't want to second guess something. I want to just be like, you know what? That's what I do. So I see my agency having more of a clearer concept of what services we offer and provide. Um, and then on the, on the skincare side, having the clients and the employees um, in the different locations. I see that. Um, ultimately, I do want to become an entertainment attorney. Um, I'm not going to rush and force that. I really want to embrace my me being a manager because that's going to help elevate me and amplify who I am as an entertainment attorney. Yeah. Um, so if you can tell, everything I do has a rhythm and it has a flow. Um, anybody who inquires with Georgia Media, if you're a recording artist or if you're a business owner, guess what you need? A facial. You know what I'm saying? Everything <laughs> I do is intentional. You want to you wanna look the part. You want to go ahead and get yeah. into that life of luxury. If you would know that you're going to be on red carpets, well, what do people do on a red, before a red carpet? They prepare. They, get a, they have a person that comes to them for their skincare, their nails, their hair, their this and that. So... One way or the other, you're going to need me. You know what I'm saying? And not in a neg negative way or a cocky way, but everything I'm doing is intentional. So five years from now, I just see myself advancing where I have people on payroll that's working for me, but they're working with me. Okay. So what are your social media handles so that everybody can get in touch with you, um, your websites, and your emails for business inquiries? 
so my social media handle my on a personal level is um underscore ayana salah which is a-y-a-n-a-s-a-l-a um and then my sunflower skin bar page is at sunflower skin bar and then georgia media is at georgia media um we have youtube as far as the um georgia media channel um and then we are about to get into the TikTok world with the sunflower skin bar just allowing people to see like a day in the life of an esthetician or different extraction videos people love that so just taking it up a notch um website wise same thing sunflowerskinbar.com which will be um, launching super super soon um but if you want to schedule an appointment it is sunflowerskinbar.as that's as dot me um georgia media is relaunching so the landing page um in the website is georgiamediaagency.com which is under construction um but i pray that it'll be soon um up and running and everything like that so social media instagram and then my email is from on a personal level it is ayana gun at gmail um on a business level it is georgiamediaagency at gmail.com along with sunflower skin bar at gmail.com okie dokie I know that's a lot. <laughs> oh, no. It, I, I can link it in the description, so it's fine. Thank you. Thank you. And I also, before we do conclude, I really want to say um, I am very happy for you and all that you have going on and what you will. Um, the more people that you come across, you are strengthening your network. And, you know, I just know that God is a is a God of great things. So, um, continue to work hard, but play hard as well, and continue to know that you are right where you need to be. But this is a gold mine that you have started, um, and I hope that you are able to know that and receive that, and that people pour into you as much as you pour into them. Because, girl, you just gave me my entire life with this interview. I hope you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and I definitely do take that as a confident. Um, token of respect from you and especially knowing that you've been in different areas of the media and just things of those sorts so I definitely do appreciate that and I wish you and both of your businesses the best of luck and I know that my little assistant has been saying his congrats to (laughs) throughout the podcast interview so this is a also known as Georgia Doll, and I'm the founder and CEO of Georgia Media Agency and Sunflower Skin Bar, and you are listening to Peace of Mind with the Soul Coach. All right, peacemakers, this is wrapping up the show, and I just want you guys to stay social. Follow us on Instagram at Peace of Mind with TSK. Yep, that's our new Instagram for the podcast. You can follow us on our main page at your underscore peace of mind. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Keep Smiling POM, on YouTube at Peace of Mind with TSK. Email us at your peace of mind 2016 at gmail.com and head over to our website our website is up now www.thesoulcoach.com you can find um, merch um, information on how you can collaborate getting your own episode um, sponsorship programs and plans um, our blog everything so just just go over and check it out see you next time